Welcome to our mindfulness podcast. Each week or so, we will have a different podcast, different speakers, different chants, different Dharma talks. But mindfulness practice in Buddhism helps us focus and helps us be aware. And this program will consist of many different ways of meditating. We usually begin with bowing or gasho, then we prepare to sit, and we will sit for approximately 10 minutes. And then we will either stand and walk for another five minutes to kind of get blood into our legs again and and, uh, relax our muscles. And then we'll sit for another 10 approximately. And then we will chant, which is another form of meditation. Uh, We focus on the characters and we pronounce the sounds as a group. And it's a kind of a ritual of oneness. And then after that, we'll have a short Dharma talk of about five to 10 minutes. And then we'll close with Gasho. And this also includes offering incense. We offer incense, but you could also light the incense before the service starts. And this is kind of the program uh, of how our meditation services proceed. And so we will be getting underway today uh, with our program. Thank you very much. We will now have seated meditation. Take a moment to see that your back is straight and centered with your shoulders relaxed. If you're in a chair, It's best to sit forward slightly rather than leaning on the chair back and keep your feet flat on the floor. Try keeping your eyes half open, resting the gaze gently downward without focusing on anything in particular. In the same way, be open to whatever sounds are coming into your ears, whether from inside the room or outdoors. We are not trying to isolate ourselves from the world around us, but rather feel that we're part of that world. If you like, you may count your breaths from one to ten. Inhale deeply. Let it all out. Try slowing down your rate of breathing relative to what it would be at other times. We are not trying to think about anything in particular or visualize anything. We simply watch our thoughts come and go.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. You may stretch your legs and then please stand. We will now have our standing meditation session. Your upper body is in the same position as for sitting meditation. Straight head and spine, shoulders back, eyes half open, hands comfortably positioned in front. Legs should be shoulder width apart with knees slightly bent. Again, rock forward and backward and side to side to find your center. Standing meditation reminds us to take our meditation practice out into the world. Waiting in line at the store, being stuck in traffic, going through TSA security at the airport. Over time, meditation becomes a practice for the body and mind that can be recalled when needed most, in situations that may be merely annoying, perhaps frustrating, or even stressful. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in Gasho and bow. Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts. Return to your seat or cushion. Sitting in this way, we might wonder what purpose we are achieving. Actually, there is no specific purpose. I think it's really to make us aware of what sitting is, what breathing is, standing is. What are these simple activities that we do most of the time without thinking about them at all? We'll begin our second sitting at the bell.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. We will begin uh, sutra chanting. Sutra chanting is actually a portion of a sutra that we will chant. Uh, most sutras are far too long to be able to chant in one sitting. So for us, uh, we're usually chanting a verse out of a longer narrative or prose. And that's why uh, each line consists of perhaps four or five or seven characters. When we chant, we read from left to right, just like in English, and we move down the first column, and then we move to the second column, and so on. Open circles uh, represent bells uh, for the chant leader to ring. So we always begin a sutra chant with two bells. Whenever we change a section, we use one bell to kind of signal that we're changing uh, from one section to another. And then when you end a sutra chant, you always end with three bells. Each syllable here is written in Romanized characters, English characters, and each syllable here represents a kanji, a Chinese character, and it's written phonetically. It's the sound of the character. The vowels have the same pronunciation independent of location or their neighbor. So this is different from English. And the vowel sounds, uh, I've been told, resemble those in Spanish. So we have A, E, I, O, and U. And they're pronounced A, E, E, O, and U. And then uh, you'll see uh, italicized lines. Uh, those are leader lines that I chant alone. And you will also see underlines under some of the characters. And that means that rather than each character getting a single beat, an underlying character will get a beat and a half. And to kind of make up that little extra time, the next character in line will only get a half beat. And what you do is you don't really concern yourself too much about the meaning of what's being chanted. This isn't flashcards. We're not trying to learn something. This is a ritual. And so we chant together as a feeling of oneness. Don't worry too much about how you're doing. Be aware and mindful of each character. Uh, this is a form of meditation. Uh, rather than silent meditation, we're meditating through sound. So, you know, you see the character, you say it, you forget about it, you move on, and you say the next character. And over time, it becomes effortless, and you'll begin to memorize it uh, without realizing it. We will now chant Ju Sege. Say food. 
Please put your hands together in Gasho and bow. Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts. Hello, this is Reverend John Turner, and I would like to discuss the first two books I ever purchased on Buddhism way back in 1999. 
The title of this essay is It's Easier Than You Think. In April of 1997, my family and I visited the Orange County Buddhist Church for the first time. It was during the Hanamatsuri Festival, when Buddhists celebrate the birth of the historical Buddha. My son Teague was seven years old, and he wrote about this in his school diary. I found it recently while decluttering our attic. On April 15, 1997, he wrote, I went to the Buddhist temple. It was fun. I liked the games. I liked the food. We went for my wife's cultural diversity course. She was completing her bachelor's degree, and this was a requirement. What I remember most was the atmosphere, both the people and the temple. It was calm and friendly. No one seemed in charge, but everything was getting done. This was a very impactful experience for me and my family. It wasn't until two years later that I bought my first book on Buddhism. It was Awakening the Buddha Within by the Tibetan Buddhist monk Lama Suradas. He described himself as a Jewish kid named Jeffrey Miller who grew up in New York City during the 1950s and 60s. A week later, I purchased my second book titled It's Easier Than You Think by Sylvia Borstein. She is a Jewbu, someone who grew up Jewish but began practicing Buddhism as an adult. I was very lucky with both books. I had two convert Buddhists explaining Buddhism in a way that was easy. But Sylvia Borstein was even easier since she was a non-monastic practicing Buddhism in the middle of her life. Her style of Buddhism was like eating chicken noodle soup. It warms the heart and goes down very easy. But she didn't sugarcoat it. She wrote, The Buddha said, Everything dear to us causes pain. I think that's true. I usually don't quote this to beginning students because I don't want them to think that Buddhism is gloomy, but it is true. When I read this, I felt that I'd finally found someone who was willing to tell me the truth. She was not pessimistic nor optimistic, merely realistic. She also talked often about her grandfather, who seemed to be someone who was very contented. She often went with him on long walks not long distances, but long in terms of time. This was because he walked so slowly. On one such walk, they had the following exchange. What do you think about when you walk? He looked at me with surprise. What do you mean, what do I think about, he asked. When I walk, I walk. By that time, I thought he was a Buddha. It seemed so simple now. There were no miracles or heroic deeds just learning how to really walk. Sylvia didn't really know how her grandfather got like this. It wasn't Buddhism, but she knew that she was not like this. She never thought about walking when walking. She needed to put in the work to become such a simple person. For her, this was Buddhism. I too was like Sylvia. My grandfather was the same type of person. I too wanted to be like him, but I need to practice Buddhism too. I had not come to this naturally. To me, there was no shame in that. It just required practice. She also talked about many of her Buddhist friends and people she met at meditation retreats. This was her Sangha. During a meeting, she once mentioned that she drinks coffee. She panicked that she had betrayed some sort of self-conscious holiness, 
She had not. Buddhists drink coffee. Another teacher revealed that he loved watching the NFL. He loved football and went nuts cheering during games. I thought to myself, this is going to be easier than I thought. I too love coffee and football. Then on Sunday, May 16th, 1999, the week after Mother's Day, my family attended the Orange County Buddhist Church for the second time for family service. This time it was for good. I've been told the second time it's much more important than the first time. So I think I'll appreciate my second book and my second visit to OCBC as I think about this path that has risen up to greet me and my family. It really is easier than you think. Thank you very much. Namo Amidabuts. Namo Amidabuts. Namo Today's program was presented and produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church. This program is copyright 2022 by the Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. All rights reserved.